Hello, you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us and then jump into our community to do some really awesome little questions because we called them out last discussional and they decided to post a whole bunch of questions. So that's awesome. Yeah, like 15, 20 questions per person. Yeah. You guys are on the ball. I had to do my cutout things in multiple (laughs) segments because they were so long. Um, but yeah, uh, we're from the otakuspirit.com website. You can go there for our news and reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all of that wonderful jazz all up in there. Um, but yeah, I, I guess to start things off before we rush into news, I do want to kind of uh, in cap our recent two bi-weekly episodes of the podcast. Outside of our discussional podcast, we did two uh, very uh, debated subjects and got a lot of great feedback from people uh they were i kind of put a post to the second one it kind of just said look um there were two things two discussionals that yeah really in the light novel one it's really or the adaptation ones it's really getting a lot of really cool information out there to people uh but they did have some rants at the the tail end of it and then we had a whole entire episode kind of ranting about uh how people, you know, are venomous against certain shows and how that kind of doesn't help or whatever. But I just kind of want to put in here just to let people know uh, we're going back to our normal stuff that was really a lot of stuff that we wanted to get off our chest. Um, it's not something that we're making a regular thing. Uh, we don't really like to be negative, and we got two really heated kind of podcasts in a row there outside of our discussional. So we want to let people know that's not our normal routine. We are going to go back to our other stuff. Uh, looking forward, we do have... <laughs> My gosh, previews are already coming up. Yep. So uh, that's that's uh, you know a couple weeks away. Um, I do have kind of a couple of ideas planned for the next week uh, podcast. Kind of getting more into inf- informational stuff rather than ranting stuff. So I really just want to let people know that we are kind of that's we got that stuff off our chest. It's not a regular thing. We're gonna move on to other things going forward. So look forward to some cool stuff. I have some outlines kind of drawn out for studio analysis kind of stuff. Um, I do here want to soon do a hundred suggested favorite shows uh, for people because we did our 51 a while back and they had a lot of cool feedback and we've watched a lot of really great shows since then. So we want to do an update of it. So you have a really big Gundam one coming up. <laughs> if we can ever knock those out. Yes. Omero. Huh? Omero. He's my friend. Omero. Yeah. Actually, I I I, 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 I love friend. freckles. I love freckles. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I just wish I could remember. Mirror <laughs> <laughs> was cool. Um, but yeah, look forward to that stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll still have our midweek episodes with our our random reviews. So look forward to that as well. But yeah, cool little informational episodes coming up. Our preview, our reviews. My gosh, first impressions, music, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, news. Jump in our news. We have our first bit is uh, for all the people who are upset by circumstances in the ReZero show, you can now go to your heart's desires in the <laughs> visual novel that's apparently coming up here soon. Uh, 5B is... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, what? I can pick, pick Patrice? I guess if you want to jump ahead, sure. <laughs> 
But yeah, 5B is making a visual novel out of the ReZero series. It's going to be called Re-Life in a Different World from Zero, Death or Kiss. And it's going to be a completely uh, original type concept uh, based on the concept of you have to find, he has to find somebody and make them happy or he finds death, I guess, is really the concept there. Uh, but yeah, they, it's going to have eight different endings for your heroine of choice. Emilia, Ram, Rem, Beatrice, Felt, Priscilla, Anastasia, and Krush. Um, I don't know why you would pick anything besides Rem, but apparently they made other choices. I don't know why. But yeah, I guess there's some people out there like that. Like Patrice? It's all about Rem. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I really only see Rem there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an adventure game. And like I said, it's going to be out uh, in Japan on March 23rd on PS4 and Vita. Um, but of course, as with most things like this, no word on a Western release. So you may never be able to choose your your, your waifu of choice or Rem specifically. I don't know. With the, with the light novels now jumping in here and the popularity of ReZero, I hope this is one of those really rare chances where... We got we got uh, uh, well, you, asterisk you know, for okay. Come on, why can't we have that's this? That's true. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's it's funny. I can I can see Crunchyroll. It, this would be a really really good one for them to kind of branch out. I mean, it's P Cube. Not... Come on, P Cube. You can do it. P Cube's been doing a lot of really cool visual novels. They can do that one. Yeah, but Crunchyroll is the one that actually knows that hey, this is actually a hot. And the same studio that's doing ReZero did Steins Gate. And Steins Gate, P-Cube got Steins Gate's visual novel. I'm making a connection here. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going against you. I'm just going, okay, here's other options. I, I don't want somebody who's never done a PS4 game to suddenly do a PS4 game. That scares me. <laughs> All they got to do is change, is, 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 uh, just do save as PS4 instead of Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, uh huh. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. Just save. No, as I something was gonna else. say all they really got to do is get the is translate everything and hand it off to a developer and say, hey, we'll pay you this much money if you do this. Yeah, outsourcing is a wonderful thing. And then we have to trust some random outsource. That that does that doesn't make me feel any better. P Cube can do it. I, yeah. I'm going to make P Cube. Uh, anyways, on our next piece of news here, I thought we'd debate waifus more than just who's going to make it. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, uh, Spicing Wolf's author, uh, Hasakura, is going to appear in uh, New York Comic Con. So if you're going to be in the area for the New York Comic Con, you can go see him. Um, he's an awesome writer, so there you go. But another cool thing that kind of came out of this piece of news is Yen Press has announced in the celebration of the 10th anniversary of... Uh, Spice and Wolf, they are going to do an omnibus edition of all 17 volumes <laughs> into one big, gigantic textbook. It's not a textbook, it's a hardbound book. It's a, it's a textbook. What is wrong? Your, your wolf, the Wolf Children book is a hardbound book. It's not that big. Uh, what, what I'm talking about with textbook is like multi-columned, tons of text, cool gloss pages it's not a negative thing um they already have pictures up on yen press's twitter page um write stuff if you go there and search for spice and wolf visual novel or not visual novel light novel you can find it there and they have samples of it it's not the finished product and think of it this way how much crap does a textbook go through 
You're still caught up on that one. I think it's a great thing. <laughs> Nobody's upset. Calm down. But anyways, uh, it is going to be 944 pages long as listed by Amazon. Um, it's going to be hard-covered. Uh, it's going to be $150 at its listed price. I think Amazon, if you have a uh, God Anime account, you can get it for about 104 or something like that. I think 102 104 uh, it's going to be released on October 4th, and it is going to be limited. So if you want this, you should go out there now and pre-order it because there's no telling how many of these are, they're actually going to make. This is a celebration thing for the 10th anniversary, um, so I don't think that it's going to be something they're going to be regularly creating. And they've already noted that it's going to be a limited press. Uh, the note they had on Amazon says, To commemorate the notable event, Yen Press is producing a special limited and numbered collector's edition Omnibus collecting collecting all 17 original volumes of Spice and Wolf in one lavish tome, uh, beautifully bound and impressively designed to give an impression of a medieval manuscript. Uh, the book will also include an illustration, all the illustrations uh, from Ju uh, Ayakura, who did the illustrations in the actual light novel. Uh, this book will be crown jewel for any collector's library. And naturally, this came out after you buy. That's my only hang-up. It's like, I just bought all 17 light novel volumes, and now you have this. And then now, granted, I would still like to read them in the light novel format, because they're smaller, they're easy to grab. Um, I've never liked the idea of omnibuses. Like, even when I got the Neon Jesus Evangelion ones, uh, mangas, I got the singles, because the idea of having a four mangas together is just too bulky. Um, so I might still get it just for the collector's thing, because it's, it's a great series. I've already loved what I've read, read so far, so... It's just I know, that's so funny. another hundred bucks because towards this series that I already have. When when me and Andrew had gotten to talking about this at one point, I, I personally think that the hardbound books feel more comfortable to me. So, I mean, take that for what it is. Have you actually read a book that, that that's that big? Like, you're talking about four times... That's what I'm saying. In I think, size I than think, the light novel. I think the Harry Potter books are bigger than those. Honestly. I, I don't have any of the Harry Potter books anymore, but I believe they're bigger than those. And the reason I, why I was, think they're the size of that. That's the reason why I say that. The reason and, why I was joking about the textbook thing is like that's that's the size that I remember like my math book being, <laughs> or my history I mean, book it, being. It it I want to say that they were about that book. It, like it's cool if you're book. if you're sitting on a table and you sit on the table and you're flipping through it, but it's like me I I, I lay it on my bed and I I hold it in one hand and I read it. It's like I don't see myself holding a textbook that big, in, or not a text, keep saying textbook, a tome that big in one hand. It would be like strain on the hand. Plus, you're talking about 944 pages versus 300 pages. So, I mean, that's the weight there is going to be different, the size and everything. But and Not to mention they're thicker stocks. So. Yeah, you're, these are like, I mean, from the pictures, it looks like they're like gloss. Uh, they're, they're really good looking pages. They're like gloss and everything. It's not like thin... I don't know, recycle paper that they use for the light novels. That l- seems a little bit cheaper. They hold together. It's not, I'm not saying they fall apart or anything. It's just it, it doesn't feel thick or anything. But yeah. I'll probably buy it, but <laughs> I'm waiting and thinking on it. Um, but yeah, definitely run out there and grab it. Like I said, it, I mean, they're even noting the idea that it's going to be a numbered collection. So I don't think they've mentioned exactly how many numbers they're going to make, but uh, I'd assume that it's going to be something that's not going to continue made. Uh, next bit of news. Girls on Panzer is getting an anime sequel titled The Final Chapter. We haven't got the movie yet, and they're making another series. 
Um, no other news besides that. They just kind of showed some. They have a couple of screen caps. They showed off on it and it was uh, in celebration of uh, I think the movie that was supposed to be coming out. So we'll get more girls on Panzer. That's exciting. Not Maybe really they'll win. Else. Maybe they'll win this time. Yeah. I'm insinuating they're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying. Uh, next bit we have is uh, Hideaki or Hideaki Ano's studio Kara. For those who don't know, has done the uh, sequel or the rebuilds of the Ava series. Um, is going to be has revealed that their short, The Dragon Dentist, has uh, paved the way for a full length series coming in uh, next February. Does he need any more side projects right now? Well, I think he just finished Shin Godzilla, didn't he? I, I that's what I'm saying. It didn't need. <laughs> finish evangelion (laughs) that's what everybody's saying finish evangelion what are you doing maybe this is a tie-in with evangelion there's there's gonna be another one it's gonna be the evangelion dentist i mean i'm i'm fine with the idea of him having a burnout and he wants to get away from it but i mean come on guy But the series is going is to be. It, is it is it is it bad when Chris is starting to agree with Andrew on the idea of uh, he he's I'm not going to believe it until I see it in my hands. Yeah, it is going to be a two episode show. It's going to be forty five minutes each. So I'm not sure what they mean by making a full length version. <laughs> but I guess it's to tell the entire story. I haven't actually watched the the short that they made for it, but yeah, interesting. Synopsis says, a girl comes to there to become a dentist of a dragon. Uh, she is with others, fresh, new freshman applicants, uh, but there is no announcement from these students as a guidance. Uh, there are confusion. They are confused and take along with their... Wow, this is really English. And take along with the senior. Uh, the only way is just to walk through freshman's path, uh, which is dark and strange. They do not know where they are, not knowing what to do. She is approaching the secret of the dragon, uh, but she is she does not realize yet the adventure has just begun. That was the most English thing I've ever read on this podcast. Let me see her. You want to see her? Yeah, she's adorable. Okay, I we got that's all you need, guys. Chris approves. Forget everything else <laughs> I I wrote down. All we could have said is that Hideakiyamo girl, <laughs> girl, girl. <laughs> Um, I think the character designer for her was, or for the show is uh, a big name as well. I forget who it was. Uh, Shuichi Iseki is doing the character design, which um, no, that's the script. What? Shuichi is the oh, character okay. designer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, the script was before it. Idolmaster. Doesn't really have any kill listing kill. for being character designer except for Japan Anime Expo ONA. So, new work. But he's done other work, yeah. In-betweens and stuff like that for all that stuff. I... That's... Anything else? Did you want to see that she's cute again? She's so cute? Yeah, she's pretty adorable. All right, all right. I approve. Uh, Next piece of news we have is Sentai Filmworks is set to release Clamps, Angelic Lair, on Blu-ray on December 13. Uh, They had already released the DVD for the series, but now they're going to do a Blu-ray release. So, we've had a lot of people on the forums that have... uh, pointed out to check this out so maybe it'll be something we'll end up picking up and checking out. i think they were saying in reference to we cross like every time we talk about we cross they say go check out angelic lair <laughs> because it's similar yes i believe somebody wanted me to go and watch an angelic lair i think uh somebody on twitter also was mentioning the idea of that but uh yeah that's uh that's quick news uh star What's guidance hmm? 
I think it was Miss. Miss? Yes. Oh, Miss 145, yeah. Mm. Star of Guidance, a science fiction, uh, science fiction novel, is going to be uh, getting an anime adaptation in fall of 2018. And that doesn't seem like much news because that's way far away, but Andrew's interested in now because uh, Renji Murata did the cover art for a lot of the uh, novels, and I'm really, really interested in this one because hopefully that means that he does a lot of the character art and designs for the show itself. Because I don't really think we've really had many shows with his character designs in them since like... Uh, Doesn't he have one coming up next Exile season? and stuff. I You were saying something about that. I couldn't find anything on it. Uh, the only thing I really found here recently that he did was this really crappy CG thing that was talking about a stairwell and this cat and this girl talks and it was really boring. Oh yeah, the one that you were talking about... Uh, I don't know when that's coming out, but that's full CG as well. So I, that took me out of that completely altogether as well. Um, and I, all the PVs I could find for it was not showing any character design, so I'm not sure if he's... how involved he is. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested in this one just because Renji Murata, it is uh, it's a screen adaptation project in the works and it's going to be complete in fall 2018. Uh, Michibiki no Hoshi is the Japanese title and it ran for four volumes. Uh, the synopsis is, a after humanity became a spacefaring civilization, it encountered many aliens. However, upon discovering that these aliens were not yet developed, uh, humanity established a ministry of supporting foreign civilizations. Uh, which uses foreign civilization observation officers to support and lift up these aliens behind the scenes until they become spacefaring civilizations. Uh, one such young, uh, young officer named uh, Sukasa Sujimoto and three female androids make failed first contact with Suarisu, uh, which throws the whole galaxy into turmoil. And so it was like, cool, Renji Murata, and then I read the synopsis and I'm like, this is a pretty cool little concept. Uh, Star Trek-y kind of stuff, which I've never cared for Star Trek, but I like the concept of it. Um, so hopefully this turns out to be something really cool. And hopefully it comes out before fall 2018, because it's way hell away. I I think we'll have that final chapter of, uh, of Monogatari uh, adapted by then. How do you not like Star Trek? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just not a fan of it. It's like, it's like Star Wars. I, I acknowledge it, but I'm not a fan of Star Wars. You, oh my gosh, Andrew. <laughs> what? Are you a Trekkie? Oh, I love you. I didn't know you are a Trekkie. You are my brother. Regardless of the weird things you say sometimes. Why is that weird? There's a lot of people that don't like Star Trek. Or don't love Star Trek. There you go. <laughs> this, is, this is awkward. Yes? Ponycan USA is issuing replacements for Chris's Sondophonium. <laughs> I only have this here because I wanted to get Chris's clue in on this one. Uh, apparently, the uh, first volume of Soundophonium, the, of course, the Blu-ray in there, apparently has some kind of issue with outputting only mono in the first two episodes. So, uh, Ponycan basically sent out saying, hey, everybody, we know this is an issue. If you got through right stuff, uh, you're automatically going to be issued a replacement disc. Um, if you get it anywhere besides Right Stuff, they have a a system where you can contact Right Stuff through them, and they will set it up through Right Stuff to get you a replacement. So, if you have Soundophonium Volume One, which is probably nobody that's listening to this except for Chris, <laughs> because he's he put all that money out there for it, um, you can get your replacement disc. So, 
I'm glad they, they I'm glad they caught it because we didn't get that. Far we, yeah, into we the, never did actually watch it. So, well, we we kind of just snipped little clips here and there. I don't think we really looked necessarily looked at those two episodes to listen to the audio, but we were really actually looking for the visuals more than anything else. So. And it looks uh, gorgeous, just in, in case anybody's curious. I mean... <laughs> yeah. That's that's cool, too, because the idea that uh, if you got it, it's automatically being sent to you because uh, there's a case of, you know, some people I might not even know because they haven't got a chance to watch it. Uh, I know I, like buy a lot, <laughs> I buy a lot of stuff because I really like them, and then I never get around to watching them until way too late, and then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, that was a messed up disc in that box, and I never knew because I didn't get around to watching it. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, next bit, Twin Star Exorcist. Which, which, by the way, I'm just gonna say this out out loud. I, yeah, thank you guys for for doing that. That that was awesome. I mean, they didn't have to. They could have just you know put a small little clip it out there and just said whatever. If anybody catches it, they catch it. If they don't, oh well. Yeah, we don't have to worry about sending. That's why I meant yeah. the automatic thing was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cool because we got the third volume and the cards that were all messed up and thankfully right stuff. They were Did a good job of, of sending yeah. it back to us, yeah. It took a while to let them know I wanted the art cards in the box, not the gift on purchase cards. <laughs> but once they got it, I got this huge box. Because my, I, I, my concern they was like... sure it was safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent them a message. I'm like, um, I don't mean to sound really picky or anything, but uh, my whole point in sending it to you is the fact that it's bent up. Please don't just send them in an envelope like everybody else in the entire world does. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. We got you covered. And all of a sudden, I get this big old box in the mail. And I'm like, what? I didn't buy anything huge. Maybe it's a review copy or something. So I open it up, and it's like, okay, there's a little slip in there. I open up the slip. Ah, it's, it's you know, it's uh, sapphire. And a little everything. slip inside of a big old wrap piece yes. of wrapper all the way around it until it's big old snowball and then stuffed inside this box. It was literally like a 5 by 8 by <laughs> 5 by 8 by 12 size box that this was in with these art cards in a cardboard sandwich wrapped up in paper. So, yeah. Right stuff. They know that you love your stuff and they make sure to get to you. So, it's really cool. Um, but, yeah. This isn't a commercial for that. Let's move forward. Uh, Twin Star Exorcist is uh, they reveal their we love cast. you Sean Kleckner <laughs> gosh <laughs> uh, just to let people know my buying account is separate from my contact for right stuff so my dealing with right stuff for buying is actually completely <laughs> they don't know that I do reviews for them I just want people to know that um, I don't get special treatment whenever I buy stuff from them I don't get special treatment when I unless they've somehow figured it out which I doubt it because I have two different emails and two different contacts and everything whatever Twin Star Exorcist. <laughs> I, I thought about combining them, but I, yeah, I, just, I don't think that's right. So, let's keep separate. Uh, anyways, Twin Star Exorcist, uh, they announced their cast for the next coming eight episode, which is going to be the anime original for Twin Star Exorcist called Island Rulership Rebellion Arc. Uh, it's going to kick off with episode 21 that just aired August 31st. We watched it. They're taking a lot of liberties with the characters, so I hope the writer's okay with it. <laughs> It is definitely going down the sort of online where two couples and we need our 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 uh, my first child test route. So that'll be interesting. I I I'm not I enjoyed sure. this episode. I, I, I like, did. I didn't. That's what's scary. It's like this is the anime original point. It's like I enjoyed that episode a lot more than I enjoyed probably most all that show. Oh, you're so hard. <laughs> Why is that a bad thing? You don't like episode twenty one? No, I loved it. 
Then why are you upset? I love the rest of you the show. You love everything. <laughs> we can't get any kind of critical idea of where you stand because all you love everything. So why even say you love it? Just say, I'm me. Every time we talk about something, you say, I'm me. And then we'll just know that he just, okay. It's no different than anything else. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So I was like, but like I mentioned, it, it seemed like they're taking a lot of liberties with this arc because it kind of... They had, like, a confession, quote-unquote, moment in there that was kind of out of place. And it's like, wow, I hope that this isn't... Because the, the thing is, with originals and, quote-unquote, filler, uh, the idea is that you're... You have the volumes that go... The, the actual manga that goes up to this certain point, And then you say, okay, we need to do something original because either we're waiting for him to write more or we just want to do some extra stuff to fill in gaps. You're technically taking it off to the side. You're doing a story, and then you come back to that same point. So you hope that you can't really have character development or anything significant happen. You can't have characters die. There is one. There is a particular character that's not in the manga that could die, <laughs> which we would totally be cool with. But when it comes back to the normal story route, it kind of has to be back to where it was. So, yeah, taking liberties in there is kind of a little scary. Usually with, like, you know, Bleach, it's like, oh, okay, now suddenly the swords have personalities, and we have fun with them for an entire 15 episodes, and then we come back, and they no longer have personalities, and they're back to being just swords. But this is, like, yeah, messing with characters, emotions, stuff. Well, it, it'll be all right. It'll be all right, I'm sure. Okay. Because that's all, they always reset everything. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what they'll do. Just have, them have amnesia, and then we'll go back to normal. <laughs> Because magic. Well, it is technically supposed to be a two-year time skip, I'm guessing. Is it? That's what I'm figuring is is by the time they actually get the uh, the to the main storyline, it should be a two-year time skip. But I don't know. Who said two-year time skip, though? That's kind of how much time they're giving them. That that was the only thing. That was what they had said just before they ended the the that episode, the one before the. 21st episode the 20th episode oh you're talking about the idea of them getting strong enough to be yeah. to beat one of those okay I got, I got, I got, so I got. i'm i'm guessing maybe there was a time skip in the manga and this eight episodes is probably just to fill in that gap that would be cool that would be cool uh yoshiaki sukano who is the mangaka for the twin star exorcist has is being involved with original character designs um so he's actually being involved with this whole process not this is not something that the studio is doing on their own um if you're curious, uh, Suzu, who is going to be a new character, is voiced by Yuki uh, Wakai. And Sai, who is another new character, is going to be voiced by Hitomi Sasaki. So, yeah, if you're still following Student Source Exorcist, have fun for the next eight episodes. <laughs> um, Chiba TV is set to broadcast Mason uh, Ikako, uh, the 1986 series, in an HD remastered format. And this got me excited because the idea of bringing back a really old show, especially that one that I would love to rewatch, that I would love to have in my collection, um, this gives me hope, the idea that if they do, if they are rebroadcasting this, this is in HD, um, I don't know if they've already had a Blu-ray version of it before, or if this is a new remastered format they're doing. Um, I didn't actually take time to look that up, and I probably should have. Um, but it really is cool, the idea that that could re-spark some interest in it. Um, it could get another Blu-ray release, and then hopefully we could get that Blu-ray release, hopefully, since now they're doing the whole manga 
republishing kind of stuff over here. Maybe this will kind of spark interest for it, but that'd be really cool. Uh, it was originally ran on Fuji TV back in 1986 through 1988, and it ran for 48, 96 episodes, so it's a really long series. Um, Show by Rock. Yep. Second season, PV was released. I found this, and I thought of you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Are you going to help me here? What did you find? <laughs> oh, it's it just just that the second, second season PV was released, and they... Plasmagica is going to be uh, doing the opening and ED. Um, the opening song is going to be called Heart Will Rock. And the ending song is My Song Is You. They're also going to introduce a new three-member band uh, named Bud Virgin Logic. And they look cute. They do look cute. Yeah, one's got little tiger stripes on her cheeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Will's like, it's got a snake on her head. A snake? Almost like a dragon ears. Yeah, snake on her head. That's not a snake. Okay, it's not a snake. It's just a hairband. Never mind, it's not a snake. She's got mouse ears. Bud Virgin Logic. It's a new hit band. It's going to take over the world. And they have a new boy band, too. You didn't want to mention the new boy band? I don't care about the boy band. <laughs> Ar- <laughs> okay, help me here. Arcariafact. Arcariafact. Arcariafact is a new boy band. And they look like one guy's a unicorn, one guy looks like a demon something, one guy looks like a cow ears with the chain on his ears, and one looks like an elk or something. Andrew's trying to figure it out. <laughs> That's why Chris didn't care about the boy band. I don't care anymore. Let's He's move forward. He's a goat. He's a goat. He's got goat horns. <laughs> oh, he's going to be a bad boy. Andrew's killing it. <laughs> Moving forward. New manga for those who go to watch the silent mov- uh, voice movie, apparently. Yes. Anybody yes. who goes to the silent movie. <laughs> <laughs> silent- <laughs> That's so wrong. Uh, that would be wrong if they made the silent voice a silent movie. <laughs> no, that would be cool. I think we were talking about that. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, we were talking about that. The entire the movie entire would be movie from her from perspective. From her perspective, yep. yeah. Um, no, it, the, um, the, the people who go to the movie, <laughs> the si- a silent voice, get a manga, um, that is actually more di- diving into Shoko's family life and her mother and her grandmother. Um, so yeah, I'm super jealous of anybody who actually goes to Tokyo and watches it. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I guess that's kind of the style that he usually used. It's just a one. It's just one page excerpt, so I can't really go much off of it. But yeah, that that's cool. Hopefully, uh, Crunchyroll will pick it up. I assume for us. I'd assume Aniplex is going to get this. If Aniplex gets it, can we have that included, please? Then, please, yeah, hopefully, please. <laughs> hopefully, we can get. Because uh, usually they'll they'll kind of slip that in limited editions and you'll write in the side there if you want to yeah, just kind of thinking. sit in there. You, you'll have a little chipboard box. And you're gonna just slip right there next to the Blu-ray. You know, right on the side, a little cubby hole. Nice and comfortable. Pay an extra $20 for it. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, Crunchyroll might might hopefully pop that up on their manga store because they got the rest of the entire series, so why not? Um, but it, that would kind of not make it no longer special for those who went to the movie, but we want those stories, too. I know, and that, and that hurts. I mean, because I get the idea of having it be a special edition for those people, but at the same time, that leaves us out. I mean, we're in the middle of America. I, I can't afford... Do you know, $3,000 for a trip to Tokyo. That's an expensive manga. 
Yeah, that's an expensive manga. And it's probably going to be about 10 pages long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, our next bit news we have here is if you are a fan of the idea of Persona 5 coming up here soon on the PS4 and PS3. No, we only get the PS4 version. Uh, they are going. They are currently streaming the 24-minute long prequel story animation, the uh, the animation, the Daybreakers on Crunchyroll. So definitely go check that out if you are into Persona 5. You can watch the A1 Pictures short zero episode that's up on there. So that's cool. And Ajin, who's the yep. other piece of news that you got? Another one that I found for you. That it's coming out in, on October 7th. I thought we already broke this news. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, they the news is they got a new visual, and the new visual is very cool looking. Thank you, Chris. Okay. I, I thought a date was was important announcement, but okay. <laughs> Everything is coming out on October 7th. It, that, that was the thing. It's like, when I was trying to make the news for this week, it was like, I'm scrolling through like thousands of thousands of... Here's another show that's coming up next season. It's going to air on October 4th. It's well, going to air on October one. 6th. Was... It's airing on October 7th. It's like, <laughs> I don't need... And it's literally... We were, we were, I'm already working on the preview for the next season. There's literally like 58 different shows coming out next season. So literally there's 58 posts in the news sites about 58 different shows that are airing on October 4th through 7th. <laughs> so it's like, oh my gosh. Sorry, I ran on your parade. I, I know you're really happy about showing me Ajin. I, I apologize. Um, but yeah, look forward to the rest of our preview talk in the preview <laughs> episode. I like how you teased the, with this yeah. news article. Uh-huh. I know that's what your plan was here. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, we can't do that here. We're doing that in the PV episode. Sure. The PV episode. Apparently, we have a PV episode where we go through PVs. <laughs> Chris where, is on top where, of it. where we review PVs. <laughs> Apparently, yes. this PV was garbage. <laughs> it, it, it literally be the. I, you go through so many PVs. At some point, you go. Thank you for at least showing me something besides the character sliding across the screen and 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 just CV kanji. So I don't even know who's even the voice because all I can see is CV and then you know something I can't translate because I don't. I suck at Japanese. So community, they're there. They're on the site, talkingspirit.com. Uh, they don't help make us. It sound like we don't love the community. I'm getting to there. They help us because otherwise we'd only have a 37 minute long episode. Uh, they help us with great questions so that we fill out another hour and a half worth of questions. So, so that you guys can get a two hour podcast instead of a 30 minute podcast. See? Exactly. See how that works. See, that's where I was going with it. Uh, but yeah, if you want to ask us a question for this podcast, for the discussional podcast, you can go to otakuspirit.com, go to the forum link at the top, go to the anime anime cast forum area, go to the anime cast question thread, and post your question there. You have to register first if you haven't registered. Um, you haven't registered? Some might not have. You should register. I'm being inclusive here. You, they might you, try you, to go there and hit reply, and it's not going to work, you, and then you, it go, oh. Yeah, you should You should go ahead and, and register. It's... It, you, might find a couple people that you like. I'm if you're shy, if you're shy, talkspirit.com at the top. There's a contact us now button. You can click there and post. If you're shy and don't want to be a part of our awesome team, you should. You can do that. You should. You should join. One such unshy person is Crash Cameo, who did post on our forum thread for the anime cast questions thread. Said, hello guys, you made a call out for questions on the last discussional, so here's some random questions. Number one, when do you guys when you guys get a review copy of a show provided by Nozomi Entertainment, 
Uh, do they give it to you for free as long as you watch and review it, or do you have to if if you have to or do you have to send it back after you're done? I've always wondered about how this works. Um, as with Nozomi Entertainment and pretty much everybody that I have done reviews for, mostly any of my reviews that I've done before, Nozomi Entertainment has been strictly gaming related, uh, but also with like uh, NIS America. Uh, they send you a copy and it's pretty much, it's essentially you're requesting a review copy. So the idea is, yeah, you're pretty much making an unwritten contract of here is what we want you to review and you get it and you review it and they hope that you enjoy it. But the idea is that you're pretty much, you're pretty much advertising their show. So it's like they give you a copy. It costs them money, of course, to send it to you and everything. Um, but they are pretty much making their money by the idea that you are telling other people about it, be it good or bad, um, because essentially a review is advertising no matter how you look at it. Hopefully it it gets – hopefully there's enough people listening to us. We, we've – I mean, we based on our listener clicks, scores, and everything like that, there's getting plenty of people that hopefully one of those large group of people will go out and buy it. And if they can get, you know, three people to buy it after hearing it from us – they essentially make their money back. So that's the idea there. Yeah. And so no, they don't ask for the, the copies back. We've had cases where they send us something like when they send us uh, Zeta Gundam, it was like, uh, technically we haven't watched uh, any of the prequels for this, so we can't technically give this a proper review. Do you want to send it back? And they're, they pretty much that moved on to us getting the older shows so we can watch those and review them and tell you guys about them. So... Yeah, with all the reviews that I've ever done, um, gaming-related or NS America or Nozomi, they send you a copy, you review it, and pretty much all they ask of you is you, you pretty much show them that you are reviewing it by giving them a link. Um, but, yeah, that's about as inside baseball as I'll give you. So, yeah. But it's cool stuff because the idea there is also is that we can tell people about Nozomi Entertainment. We can tell them about right stuff. Um, we get to watch really cool shows. Um, some of them are really old, obscure, but most of the cases, it's really cool stuff that we enjoy watching. So, hopefully, that you guys enjoy it. So it's a it's a, it's a win win thing. Uh, it is more work, um, but at the same time, it's getting us content that we can provide to people, um, shows that we can give people to check out, and maybe they'll enjoy them or not. And it so. took us a long time to get to the point where they actually acknowledged us. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, for I mean, in us America, I've had them. I've had contact with them before we made this site, so that was uh, kind of a tie-in. But with uh, Nozomi, this is the first company that has acknowledged uh, Talking Spirits. So that's really awesome, and we definitely appreciate that. Um, hopefully, there's more down the road. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, number two, Crash Cameo says, "Have you seen any of the following anime? Uh, you put animes, plural for anime is anime. Just letting you know." Uh, I'm just joking, by the way. Brighter than the dawning blue, uh, crescent love in Japanese, or which is, yeah, yeah, well, you're, you're going to make me say that. Yawaki uh, mae yori ruriro na crescent love in Japanese. Uh, bludgeoning angel dokoro-chan, myself, yes. yourself, on sweet blue flowers, and squid girl. Of those, I think I watched a little bit of myself, yourself, but I don't think I watched the whole thing. The other ones I have not, but yes, we both watched Bludging Angel, Dokoro-chan. <laughs> <laughs> Although some might not want to acknowledge that they've watched it. <laughs> Squid Girl, I've actually look, watched a little bit I of I watched that. a little bit of Squid Girl. I was not, wasn't into it at the time. It looked but. cute. I, I was enjoying it, but, you know, 
Yeah. It, it, it's not en- not enough to actually give it a full review. So, um, I thought that maybe I had seen um, the the Crescent Love, but apparently not. I, I did go back and look at, look that up. So, yeah, we got one <laughs> one guaranteed a couple here and there's. Um, so curious if you've seen them and what do you think of them? Bludging Angel Dokoro-chan was a... <laughs> it's an interesting show. It's an interesting show, yes. <laughs> very violent, very bloody, uh, very crazy. Very I, I can't even humor. call it slapstick humor. It's slap, gigantic, bludgeoning hammer of death. It's brutal humor is what it is. It's I mean, the first time... It's so obnoxiously, you know, over the top. That's what makes it funny is is really what it is. It was like, we we're watching that and I'm like, okay, here's a standard comedy. And the first time she smacks him with that thing <laughs> and literally half his head's gone. I was like, this is like insanely violent and bloody and gory. <laughs> and then it's laughing and everybody's laughing. And yeah, or... Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. That was that was a crazy comedy. Yeah. Number three, Crash Cameo says, when you when your lolly wakes up in the middle of the night, then you can't sleep and when they can't sleep and want a lullaby to help them fall back asleep, what do you sing to them? Um the Korochan song. Uh I, I would say the Dongo song, but then that would probably make me cry, and you don't want to cry in front of a lolly, so... Because then they start crying, and then yeah, nobody's going to sleep. Yeah, they start crying, you don't want to do that. Um, so, I, I I prefer not to sing, because it's probably a bad idea. If I sing, I might break stuff. So, um, I'll probably put on some, you know, like uh, Kenny G, something, something soft and easy, you know... <laughs> Number four, Crush Cameo says, out of curiosity, why do you, did you guys choose Azunya as your pod, podcast mascot? Is there any particular reason behind it, or is it because she's adorably amazing? Because she's, she's adorably, adorably amazing. amazing. But <laughs> I, I don't really know really what hit it. I think it was at the time I was really into K-On again, and I was looking for an image that would be good for the podcast, and... It kind of personifies everything that is awesome about anime. She's cute. It's Kiyoani. Um, it's fun. Uh, and yeah, Asanya is, is adorably amazing. And, she, and he knew that I wouldn't argue with it, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't remember if it was, if that was the original image. I think I first started working on image for the main site, and I think she was included in it. It was that same image. It was a really cool high-resolution image, too, so it worked well in all, pretty much all facets, so. And it just kind of stuck. It was it was really kind of one of those things that I did temporarily, and then I was like, eventually we'll make a mascot, and that never happens. <laughs> and so she works. So that that works. She's cute. Uh, let's see here, five out of all the Resident Evil games, which one do you think would make the best anime, or do you think they would wouldn't do well as anime? I, was, I think they'd be fine. I, I don't as think anime. they would be very good. As anime. I think they would be fine as anime. The, the You're problem, automatically thinking of the movies. You and, know, you yeah. know, they're automatically thinking of Wesker and how cheesy the story technically is. <laughs> okay. I mean, Resident Evil is a B movie in <laughs> encapsulated into a series. I, I don't know. It's it's a very, very paper thin plot, and I don't know if that would work really well as an anime. But then at the same time, High School of the Dead works, and that's got a paper thin plot line. It's just got a cool characters, some great action and whatnot. So maybe yeah, if they maybe they do some great action and whatnot. I mean, Resident Evil is just like adapting an RPG. I mean, it's technically 
98 percent of the the game is the gameplay and then the story is this very minute amount how do you make that story into something that's a full-length show so that's that's always the problem that comes up i mean i would i if you if i want to choose though um i would say the second one just because i like that one it was my favorite one out of all of them it was very much in raccoon city it was uh you're throwing they were thrown there there were fish out of water characters and two different uh points of view trying to get through trying to find out what happened and it was our first introduction into Raccoon City. I would almost say Nemesis would probably do a better job as anime, just because then you would have a constant bad guy, which would be the Nemesis. But I would want Resident Evil 2 because I, I like would want five. I think the Leon story in in that town was just. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. That so. would be four, by the way. Five or no six would be cool just because uh, I liked as much as I don't like anything past four. In six, I like the story of uh, the the younger guy um, who is played by uh, the guy that voices everything now in video games. I I almost want to say his name, but I know that would be a spoiler. Uh, but there was a guy and a girl, and they were working together, and I think that they would be a cool cool team if even if you also get the same voices because they were both great voice actors but yeah in the english version anyways uh see how crash cameo also says this is all i can think of for now hope this helps keep up the awesome work edit remembered another one do you guys have an anime character as a background on your phones yes let's see you, that's not your phone by no, the way. this is my iPad. Currently, it is uh, the um, Erased. It's got the mama and uh, the, I can't even think of their names right now, the the boy and the girl, Hinazuki and, and uh, what's the guy's name? I want to say Ikoma, I know it's an Ikoma. <laughs> Anyways, it got the race characters. I did have, and it's still my home wallpaper, is uh, the key art for the new Handshakers which has a cute little character on the front. I have some blue girl the, the, that I found at some point. You guys see it on my on my Twitter feed. That's my opening screen for my iPad. And then I have um, Rory as my iPad's wallpaper. On my phone, I have Chi and Freya. I don't update mine often. I don't know why I don't have <laughs> a Rem on there yet, but she should be on there. I think it's because I, I think I had Rem on there once, but it was a little bit too uh, questionable. And then somebody seen my phone. And I was like, ah, I should probably change that to something else. But then before that, I had last season. I had uh, Kumamiku. 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 I had I had uh, had them two on there, so it was cute. Yeah, I change it. I, I don't change it enough, but I should probably change it more often. I definitely should change mine should be a lot Rem. more. It all. Should I be want Rem. animated ones. Why can't I have animated pictures on my Because f- you have iOS. Stupid Macintosh. <laughs> There's probably a way to do it on, on, on Android. Uh, Crash Cameo says, thank you again. Thank you for the question. That was some, some good questions. Semibolt. So since you guys need a question, it is time for a semithon. And he gave us two whole pages worth of stuff here. <laughs> so let, let's kick this off. Hopefully we can get through them all. Uh, hopefully we don't, then we have more later. Uh, but the first question is, uh, he said, feel free to skip some for later if there's too much. Nah, I don't think we will. Are there any questions you, you guys think, you guys are surprised no one has asked yet? That question, I, I'm surprised nobody has asked us if there's a question that we'd be surprised that nobody asked yet. 
Mm. I'm surprised that people don't ask us more often about directors and seiyus and uh, you've asked you're asking a question here about studios, which I think is another one that we don't really get off, often asked. I mean, I I love all the questions we get, and it's not discounting the question we already get, but yeah, I do think that there's sometimes I wonder why people don't ask us more about studios and and directors and stuff that's more because we don't deep come into across, the industry. Yeah, we don't we don't really go that deep into the industry as a general rule because we honestly we're just fans. We don't we're not we don't have any art director status. I mean, I don't I don't I don't have filmography as a as a pastime hobby, I just like anime, and I think people have pretty much gotten that. I mean, yeah, we can do some research on it, but yeah. And we also sometimes we say, well, we'll just cover it in a podcast, <laughs> then we never get around to it. Uh, are there any anime you watched while it was airing that you would consider a masterpiece? Um, I think in the recent years, uh, Death Parade... I guess I first I should probably quantify when I say masterpiece. I mean, I really enjoy shows and I love them to death. But then at the same time, I wouldn't call them masterpiece. Because usually when you say masterpiece, it's something that you can say specifically that, you know, you know, what what I think is I know that, you know, a couple of years down the road, I'm going to look back and go, that one is one of those shows you really should watch. Like, it is a Steins Gate or something that you can honestly go, you should go watch that because it's it's still stands up it still stood out from the crowd i can say that i love shows like you know castle ten dandelion uh grimgar fantasy and ash but it's not going to be something down the road that i'm gonna turn around and say uh you need a show to watch that you need to watch right now that is one that you need to watch right now i'll say that i loved them but it's not something i'm gonna say you should watch right now some that stands out from the crowd would be something like steins or uh uh uh, um i just lost i said earlier uh, Death Parade, Gutchman Crowds Insight. When that came Gatchman out, we were we were like, "This is great, amazing. This is something that's going to stand out." Um, Show again, Roku. That was a standout when that came out. Um, but yeah, those that's probably the ones I would probably in the last two years kind of stood out as this is something that is going to be something even later. Yeah, I and, was going to say Gutchman Crowds. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ReZero, I, I think, is amazing also and is a standout, but that is kind of in the same vein as Grimgar, where it's like, I don't know if it's going to be one of those standouts like later on. I love it to death, but I think I'll probably, I think, I, I can honestly say probably ReZero maybe is in my masterpiece area. Mm. I don't know. All for Rim. All, <laughs> All for, for Rim. Rim. I mean, Rim herself is a masterpiece, so what can I say? Um... Simple says, usually in every season, there's two to three shows I look forward to watching each week. How many anime do you guys look forward to watching each week per season? Uh, probably two or three. Around, yeah, usually around three, four, five, maybe. Maybe five at the most. Yeah. <laughs> you you get to the point where, the, I mean, I yeah, my, my list is a little bit different than Andrew's list, but you you kind of see which ones I'm, I'm on top of. I'm going to watch this one this week. I've got to see this. Well, it usually ends up being the shows that, like... It, it it's really for me it's only shows where i'm afraid of spoilers i guess is really the thing is like i can wait i'm fine with waiting if if we don't get to watching sweetness and lightning on the day that it releases i'm gonna be fine watching it the next day. no i have to watch that <laughs> we've skipped we've skipped the day and he didn't look like he was chomping at the bit so i'm 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 assuming he's joking no no that is the but one but when it's I like something watch. like 
like ReZero, I have to watch that every week. Uh, Anno Zero, when that came out, had to watch it every week because there was a fear of spoilers. And and people are going to be angry at me right now. It's Claudia Code. I'm enjoying the show. I know that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hatred towards it, and that's fine. Um, I don't, I'm not saying it looks beautiful. I agree that it looks like crap a lot of the time. But it is one of those shows where I'm really interested to see what comes up next, and I don't want it spoiled for me. So, Claudia Code, ReZero, those are probably right now the shows that I have to watch each week. 91 Days is kind of in that vein, but again, it's another one that I can wait till the next day and probably be fine. ReZero is is one that I I can go and slide on that one, but at the same time, I do want to watch it. I, I am enjoying that show. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, yeah, just because I don't come in here and hound you because I haven't watched Sweetness and Lightning yet, it's, I, I don't want to bug you any more than you want to bug me when we're not right, if I'm not here on the chair right then and there, it's, it's, I, it, it's just one of those things, it, at, at a certain point, we both know we've got to have shows that we gotta watch, and we're gonna watch them. Are you still defending yourself? You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. It's gonna be okay. I think last season I gotta think of what last season's lineup was. I can't remember. (laughs) It's so sad I don't remember. Uh, I I don't remember a season away. That's how that's how it is with us throwing blowing. Move on the next one. Move on the next one. Move on the next one. Um let's see here. It'll be spring. Ushio and Tora. I was going to say I was, Niver, but... Ushio and Tora, I was looking forward to every week. And, of course, ReZero was during and that Cabinary. same, too. Those, those were definitely... Cabinary, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, I think that's it. I think that was only the ones that I was like... I uh, Lost Village, but that was another one of those ones where I was just afraid of spoilers. Um, it wasn't that I was excited to watch it. Um, I just was interested to see... Uh, afraid to watch the... Afraid to see the spoilers. Cabinary, Kumamiko... Kisniver, I just seen it. Oh, the Sailor Moon, I I really was enjoying that one too. So yeah, yeah. Looking forward to. I'd probably just stick it with Ushio and Tora Cabinary. Um, Three Leaves of Colors was my my make me happy before work week starts. So that was I was looking forward to that one because I was coming off of watching ReZero that was destroying me, and I went right into Three Leaves Three Colors, and it happy made me happy for the week. So. Uh, next one. Are there any series you would like more often? You had like more after you had some time to digest it. For instance, I recently finished Eva, and uh, it's getting better the more I think about it. Uh, uh, that for me is definitely uh, the Yurikuma. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I love it. The uh, Flowers of Evil. Definitely, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I love it. <laughs> This kind of goes back to a discussion me and Chris have had on the side, and it's this weird thing where the more I hear people hate something, the more I want to like it. <laughs> like, I I, I really liked Sword Art Online the first season, or the first core, the first arc, and the more I hear of hatred of it, the more I want to like the other parts, but then I remember, no, I don't actually really like a lot of the other arcs, I just like that first arc, so... No, to the answer the, on the question itself, I Evangelion, Evangelion's a definitely a great example of something that's that you can absorb more. You think about it and absorb the more. And there's other mediums for it that you can absorb and get more out of it. 
And there's so much to unpack there, it's not even funny. Um, but I think if you... I think outside of that, probably just cases where there's shows that just have a lot of lot to unpack out of them is really one of those things that kind of falls in that line. Um, Monogatari series, I love the more I think about how much complexity is in those stories. I can't think of any of the ones off the hand, off the top of my head, though. I loved, I love diving more into Cabinary, and the more I think about that, it sucks that we let the we wanted to do a Cabinary whole entire show on Cabinary because there was a lot of cool little things that I think people miss out of that one. But yeah, Madoka, that was another one that the more and more time went on, the more and more I fell in love with it even more. Well, there's a lot of cases also where there's shows that come out that don't quite. I don't think are really seen as being too significant. And then later on, you kind of see that there is a lot of significance to them because they tell a story that is uh, ends up being why there's so many of another show later. If you have a show like Dot Hack Sign that came out and it wasn't that important, but now it ends up being the thing that gets brought up every... Well, actually, Sword Online gets brought up every time somebody talks about Trapped in a Fantasy or MMO world, but uh, there's shows that end up paving the way for things. Neon Evangelion did that. They paved the way for that type of a mecha show. And a lot of the themes in that show are kind of repeated going forward. So I like, I like the concept of that I like every now and then I get a, a, a quick desire to just kind of, uh, backtrack a different genre. Like when we were, we were talking about future podcast episodes, uh, topics, namely like getting into, Trapped in a fantasy, trapped in MMO type genres and really unpacking them and talking about different shows related to that. And what kind of comes with that is this desire to backtrack a lot of those types of genres. Backtrack. We did it for the Magical Girl. We went back and backtracked, you know, the origins of it, what people think is the origin of it, what was created back then that might have paved the way for what we have now. Something like... uh, that was created back in the 70s is the reason why we have Madoka Magica. And the reason we have Madoka Magica is now the reason why we have, uh, I think, the Raising a Magical Girl. I think that one's going to be a thriller. So it's like that is creating those types of genres. Yeah. So I like I like finding those genre creators and not necessarily say that they that show specifically created that because technically Mecca was before Evangelion. It was really what Me- Evangelion did was something that was very unique that ended up creating something else. Uh, Ghost in the Shell technically wasn't the first of that kind of idea, but it really did create the uh, cyberpunk genre. And it's it's trying to find these threads. And I think when you analyze that kind of stuff, it's really, really cool and interesting. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> I think that this next step, this next question, we are supposed to skip it and ignore it and pretend like it didn't even happen. Well, he did said you feel free to skip some for later. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Simibolt says, Andrew, can you do your best impression of Chris doing an animal voice, or animal noise? Uh, what was it? Horse. <laughs> Was that, was that, was that, was that, I think that it's was not right. what I did, but okay, we'll go I with think it. it was something like that. <laughs> oh, all right. And, and, and Chris, okay, okay, can you okay, do your me... best impression of Andrew doing a monkey voice? <laughs> you gotta get the EE at the beginning. Yeah, the I, I know, I know, I know. You, you need me to do it first, and then you get no, an idea? No, I don't need you to do it for me. Hee <laughs> 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 It's not hee hee. It's ee ee. Shut up. Specifically, too long e. You're making it. You're making it worse uh, for me. You know that, right? 
You want to read the next question in the monkey That's voice? That's what I was going to try okay. and do. You're failing miserably. You're, yes, you're messing me up. <sighs> that was a perfect rendition of Andrew doing the monkey voice. Uh, would you Would you rather... <laughs> It's not like I'm going for a high-pitched voice. I'm going specifically for a monkey voice. And it's got a little rasp in there as well, by the way. It's not just high-pitched voice. Uh, all right, I tried. I Would you rather have an anime original ending from an adaptation of a series but no chance of a second season or a cliffhanger ending with 50-50 chance of getting another season? That's a really interesting question, technically, as much as I can easily jump to the idea of I just want an anime original ending because there's no chance of getting it. But there's also a 50% chance is a cool idea because the idea that if it gives you hope for something, but at the same time, a 50% chance also means 50% chance that it's not going to have anything else and you're stuck with a cliffhanger ending. So I can tell you this. If I could just apply it to the world now, technically we're already getting crappy cliffhanger endings with no chance of a second season, so that would just give us 50% chance increase of getting a second season, so we're one up from what we had before. Yeah, I was going to say, just on general concept, probably would go with the 50-50 and and just deal with my lumps on hating the endings, so. Yeah. I mean, you're you're giving us an A-B choice. Of course, my... Uh, obvious answers and the C choice which is just do a chapter close don't reveal 50 characters and then leave us be but yeah I I think if you give us a 50% chance increase that would pretty much be our world right now but 50% increase of chance of getting more which would be great because there's a lot of shows I would like to see more of I mean even even the shows that I had a huge issue with those types of endings like Tokyo ESP. Um, that was a show that I was enjoying, and then that ending came around where we, they literally had... I didn't know where... Here's a car driving, and there's two people in it that look completely unique, and they basically resolved the issue. That bothers me when you've been building up for that long to have somebody else show up, resolve the ending, show five more characters, and close it. I would love to see more of that show, but you left me with that. So... No game, no life. I, I I wanted to say something besides no game, no life, so I gave you Tokyo ESP. Uh, what's a story you think would do really well as an episodic anime? Snow White with red hair. That'd be a cool show to do a episodic, because when I first started watching that, I thought it would turn into, like, the Medicine Woman type show, <laughs> where she would have, like, a daily, here's a problem, she's supposed to resolve it. Um, it's fine that they didn't do that because I love the show and I think it's a beautiful show, but it's also one of those shows where I can see them. I would be perfectly fine with them opening up this third season, not continuing the story, but rather just having her doing her daily routine as an herbalist and and helping people. I mean, they had the whole episode where she went to a a stronghold or a, a keep and everybody there was sick and dying and she went in and figured out that it was, they were burning a certain type of wood and was helping them out and help recover them and end up working herself to, to passing out. But it was really cool to have an episode where it was literally what I thought the show was going to be, where it was her resolving an issue, really her coming into her own in her craft 
thought it would be really, really cool. Or do a backstory where she's back in her hometown before everything kind of went unfolded and she's just working at her little shop. It would be really cool. I think it would work out. I didn't even think about going in that direction. I was I was trying to think of a story that I thought would be a great episodic. Well, anime, usually with so. episodic, you can't really do story. You have to self... I mean, yeah, you can sprinkle in story, but you have to kind of keep it confounded so that... When I think well, episodic, I think I can jump into episode three and episode five and be just fine. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of a book that I had read or something like that. I, that I, that's what I was automatically thinking of with story. Um, I didn't think about just a random I got you. thing I got you. on a show. Um, I and when you mentioned that, it kind of I I automatically went to like Spice and Wolf. I would love to see just them going from, um, which was pretty much what the show was already, but going going to a town and just having and selling and trading. It didn't didn't have to be their their continued overall storyline. Just them going from place to place, just trading stuff um and then i went right into mayo which is i automatically started thinking of the idea of just the little the little um things that they were they would do from town to town like they have how, so many characters to work with on that yeah they they, they there's really so many do. characters you can easily have one of the mage guy or one of the night girl i mean easily jump into each one of his party members and just have them have their own little episodes yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff that you can do. I would love more of the world God only knows. Just keep doing arcs of characters. I think they were great episodic sh- shows. The Daily Working Life of Rem and Ram. Yes, <laughs> great show. <laughs> ten out of ten. I'm already claiming it. It's it's a it's a masterpiece. I knew it before I even watched it. Uh, any other ones? I I was already pretty much r- struggling to get. Those, I might have so. completely side railed that entire question. So if not, you can ask us again. Uh, Simi Bot also says here, uh, how come there's a lot of anime with fathers taking care of kids like Bunny Drop, Sweetness and Lightning, etc., but hardly any of them about moms like Wolf Children. I want to know what the etc. is because I really only know of Bunny Drop and Sweetness and Lightning. So if you have an etc. that tells me there's more. To be fair, we both thought of one other one which could kind of be misconstrued as a father taking care of kids. And that is listen to me, father, or listen to me, girls, I'm your father, which technically is not. But it that's but the, the same only time, other Bunny one. Drop yeah. isn't technically he isn't a father. But yeah, I, if you kept it too strictly the concept of the entire thing is about a male character taking care of young children and that is the concept of the entire show yeah technically have three shows that i can think of at the top of my head and that's all i can think of um yeah i've heard this for the other side wolf children yeah you do have wolf children but you also have uh air tv that is one where basically it is a female that is taking care of a child sotaru and his his mom Single yeah. mom. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as a core concept, the entire show. Um, yeah. She is very well tied into the entire show, and it was surprising how much she was tied into the show. Um, but I don't think there's really that huge of a divide between the two. I think it is more in the idea that there's a lot of shows where the only parent you see is a mother <laughs> because the father's always gone. Um, so I think that idea of having a male figure that is taking care of a child is kind of technically unique in Japanese storytelling, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, 
because technically in next season we also have uh i think march comes like a lion i think is technically about a bigger sister that's taking care of the two younger sisters um but it's more about of course the guy that is involved with them um but of course you also have the tanuki kid that the guy is going to be taking care of in that show i don't know how much involved it's that's well, the story's going to be you have uh super lovers <laughs> he took care of that kid but yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't think the divide is that, that huge there. But I think the more bigger question, in my opinion, is, uh, and that's a cultural thing: is why is there so many shows with just the mothers being there and no father even being remotely involved? And that's really because that's their society, and that's how their parental structure really is. And that there's the the fathers being a salary man, basically. So yeah, I mean, it's a cool thing to think of. Um, but like I said, I I don't I couldn't think of really any besides those three so the etc doesn't really run out there as far as i would think um but if you're looking for another one like i said you can check out air tv so there you go uh see how uh, my scrolling is bugging like crazy but simuel also asks as soon as i can scroll what if saitama had a son that could kill things in two punches he'd be called two punch man exactly I, I I don't know why that's well. So he'd, hard. he'd probably be called Saiti or something like that. I don't know what his name would be, but he, the show would be called Two Punch Man. Yep. He give him the old one two. As again, give him the old one two. Come on, Rocky, give him the old one two. I got gotcha. you. They said it. I, I'm sure. I could do the monkey voice. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about Ufootable doing Token Rambu, which is a free card, uh, free to play card game? Uh, do you have any high hopes for it? Um, I think it's going to go along the same lines as the last two adaptations they've been doing, which has been video games. And uh, it's all going to rely on how much the company, how much money the company puts into it and what they can do with it. I will say I would be more comfortable with somebody like MAPPA doing a token Rambu because they pulled off uh, Rage of Bahamut somehow. And that was based off a card game that had a one paragraph story. Well, Sauce did the same thing. Yeah, technically, I guess. But that's not footable. True. That was a, a, a writer, Mario Kata, who wrote something out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the studio itself, yeah. I guess, yeah, the better question is who writing, who's writing, who's doing the scripting for it, whatnot. Um, but Ufootable... I've always loved them for their visuals, and I loved Unlimited Blade work to death, and story and all. Um... But when it comes to like God Eater and Tales of Zestiria, uh, the X, technically, they haven't been doing huge, great storytelling. Uh, they haven't been doing huge, great character development. They have been doing awesome, fun action. Here's a cool show game or whatever that is now a show. Um, so that's all I'm really going to expect out of Token Rambu. I don't. I. Th- don't think token rumble i don't know that much about it so i could be completely wrong here i don't think it's very action oriented so i'm wondering how well it's going to be for footable do something like that or if it's just going to be here's some absolutely gorgeous 360 rotations around a token rumble character and all the fangirls squee but all i've known for token rumble is it's got incredible character designs and it is part of the origin thing for good smell company so there are a lot of really pretty cool looking figures and stuff I would love to buy just because they look really, really cool. So, I don't know. I really, it's up in the air. 
but I think it's going to be just like God Eater and it's going to be just like to Sisteria where it's just going to be very, very beautiful and probably not much else there. Uh, let's see. Next question he has is, which is your favorite White Fox anime and least favorite? Um, I think... Okay. By default, okay. I, I went through this before and... I did too. I had to kind of very... Because White Fox is a studio that has done actually quite a few of my favorites, oddly enough. So it's kind of difficult to actually do do this. Um, but I would be torn between a Kamiga Kill and uh, and Super Sonico. So <laughs> you didn't even finish the Kamiga Kill. Did you finish the so- Sonico? Yes, actually, I did. Then there's tells you something. I guess you're right. That 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 that's odd. I have to actually pick a Kamiga Kill over Super Sonico as my least favorite Wolf Fox show. I think of all of my. I've watched Katanagatari, Steins Gate, ReZero, Ezioda Rabbit, uh, Utwaramono, Itsumari no Kamen, and uh, which false faces. And I got a Kamiga Kill. I watched maybe two episodes of Super Sonico. Uh, so that maybe tell you something there. Um, but it was during my period of time where I didn't give, I gave one episode. If you didn't catch me, I'm gone kind of thing. So it could have been something there that I might've ended up enjoying, including, uh, pocket sticking out the bottom of your shorts. Surprisingly, I think Super Sonico, I I think we were harder (laughs) on it just because of the general concept of why is this a thing? And, and, And I actually, there was actually episodes I did enjoy out of it. So, and a Kamiga kill, eh, it's not my thing. So, and everybody knows that. So it's not no surprise. But uh, least favorite out of the ones that I've watched to completion. Um, it's a very difficult one between Utuwaramono and Akamiga Kill. Because Utuwaramono, The False Faces, was a very disappointing show to me because it came off of what I really loved with the original. Uh, Akamiga Kill was a show that... I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. A comic got kills gonna take it. Um, I, I was apologize. Gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna a, say that's a a lot more disappointment than well, I saw. The, the problem I mean, is, is with Utuaramono, the first core was pretty much really cute looking character designs, cute puppy characters. I love the characters. It was fun. Yeah, I was upset that it wasn't doing anything with the original story much, but at least I was having fun with the characters. Then we got a cool flashback moment, and then the show just became blah. It looked bad. It was not doing anything for me after that point. It it basically gave me a huge prequel to the next game, and th- that was a huge, nasty last core part. Agamiga Kill was consistently not interesting to me because they... I liked some of the characters. Some of the action scenes were cool, some of the abilities were cool, but like I said in the review of it, it became a kill of the day, and that made me completely disconnect from the characters. All the comedy and everything they were doing did not work for me because I did not want to get invested in any of the characters because they showed me that they were revolving door. It was constantly the characters gone, the gone, 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 and that was a huge fault in the show itself, so it's like I am very struggling between the two of them, but at least I got a great first core out of Utuaramono. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people are going to hate us because I know there's some Comic Kill fans out there, but that's where I stand. Me, personally. That's me. That's where I stand. 
favorite. Um, ReZero is easily possibly going to take that for me. Uh, unless they complete, I don't know, I don't think even if they flub up the ending, it's gonna not take it from me. Even over Steins Gate, I enjoy it way more than Steins Gate. Even though I think Steins Gate is a masterpiece, it's a great show, and everybody should go out and watch it. Uh, Steins Gate, for a good majority of it, was not enjoyable to me, because it's one of those shows where it's, it's back-ending all the great content. So half of it was a, bleh, what am I doing here? And a lot of the humor didn't really connect with me. Katana Katari is the other uh, that's an art hard one in there because that's a very beautiful show. I love a lot of the interactions. It's the same stuff as you get out of Monogatari, but at the same time, and it also had a very <laughs> hard to deal with but cool ending in the idea that it had so much back and forth between me and Chris about the ending. It was it was great at the time when it first came when it first aired. And it took an entire year to air that student show. Uh, I wish I can get it uh I wish I can get it from Nice America, but sadly can't. Um and Easy World is Yoda Rabbit. I mean Is Yoda Rabbit's say, another one a... where it's like it's I love it for a different reason than everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite yeah, right that's... now is I'm gonna say is gonna be ReZero. I'll probably just if I, I had to choose one right now, and you put a gun at my head, I'd probably go ReZero because I'm hyped in it right now. That, that's true. Hi, g- general hype right now is 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 kind of leaning towards ReZero, but I mean, I probably would go with Katana Guitari, Um just generally on... I think it was a gorgeous show, and it was a very entertaining and fun show yeah. that just kept me wanting to go every episode. Yeah, we waited a month. We got an hour's worth of a show. It was a great show, very entertaining show, great chemistry between the main two characters, um, how they chatted about things involving what was going to happen next. Uh, it was it was just a great show. Cheerio. I mean, who Cheerio. does a Cheerio? <laughs> it was a great show. Um I I would have to lean towards that. I mean, even with my because my everything in me is wanting to go with is the order rabbit cuz I love that show, but at the same time I then go, it's like Andrew was saying, they, I love Steins Gate for a different reason than I love Katana Guitari. I love Is the Order of Rabbit for a very different reason from the other two. So take that for what it is. And the other thing, is, the other problem is, is this is something I was, it was coming up when, because I, I talked about earlier, where I want to do a, a favorite 100 episode, a favorite 100 anime episode. Um, a difficulty also comes in the further away you get from a show, the more you forget a lot of the things that you fell in love with it for it. And you start to wonder if it would still work for you now. And again, you forget, like, I don't remember half of that show anymore. And it was probably the, the half that I've forgotten about is probably moments where I was rolling and, or I was, I was at the edge of my seat for, I mean, a lot of the fight scenes in that show were just in great i mean they literally every fight in that show was not a throwout fight it wasn't just i'm gonna punch faster but i win it was everything had everybody they faced of course it's about them going out and finding these demon weapons and she employs this guy who is able to fight with just his body because if she were to get anybody else, they could take the weapon, then be put, then be uh, drawn by the power of the weapon and use it. She wanted somebody that would not grab the weapon, would not use the weapon, and then not be possessed by it, basically. 
And so you have all these really incredible weapons that are wielded by somebody that is either very skilled in some certain way or just is skilled with that weapon. And so they're very thoughtful fights. It's not just throwaway fights. And that was really what was the core of why each of those encounters happened so well. Plus, outside of the fight, they're strategizing because this woman is a strategist and that's all she does. And he is a... He's dumb, but he is very, very skilled fighter. And so you have this clash of them. And she's using him with her body. Not not that she's using her body, but she's that's all that she has to offer him is you can have me. And that it becomes a running joke. But at the same time, there is that lure of their relationship. And it's just... Yeah. Okay, just to give you guys... You want to sell just it now? <laughs> just, just to give you guys an idea of the writing quality that's in this show... Okay, the person who wrote this is the same guy who did Nisam or uh, the Bakimana Katari series. That's why you have such very well thought out stuff in this this story in in particular. Story. The, the chatting back and forth, it's all there. It's all in the show. I think everything is there except for Shaft. <laughs> yeah. But I think it still had head tilts, didn't it? No, I don't think it had no. head tilts. It should have had head tilts. It might have done it with a wink. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that, that's great question. Um, next Timmy Bolt says, do you like realistic sports anime or a little less realistic ones? Um, personally, I like realistic ones like Kuroko no Basuke, um, because I'm not big, a big sports fan, but I can understand why everyone else would want, wants them, uh, to be as realistic as possible. Um, I, I'm really probably the worst person to ask it because I think I've watched uh, Days um, and what was the other show that we're watching right now? Yeah, I think I think just sports specifically, I've only really watched uh, Days and um, realistic sports anyways, Days and a little bit of Haiku and I tried uh, we watched that fake sports one with the flying shoes. Oh, Kana. I'm, I... I want to enjoy sports more, but I've not really delved them enough to really give a, an honest answer. I mean, if off the top of my head, I would probably say <laughs> every now and then I get that little critical side of me that goes, that can't happen. So I probably would say I would probably want it more realistic. But at the same time, I'm not a, I, I'm not against the idea of it pushing outside the realm. But at the same time, if you're coming it's- to a show for sports... I could see somebody having an issue with it pushing the boundaries of the sport and thus becoming not the sport. It's becoming Dragon Ball Z. I don't, I don't, I personally, like, I, I've said before, I love Hajime no Ippo. I think it was absolutely sports done right in, in a lot of ways. And one of the things about Hajime no Ippo is it's very, very grounded in reality. It does kind of push the edge of reality just a smidge, but at the same time, it always has something that it kind of goes, yeah, we know, but look at that right there. It's almost like that. And it's like, okay, I'm fine with it. And and it, at the same, so I don't mind it because it kind of makes you feel good when you see your good, your, your, your main protagonist kind of knock the guy down because of this reason. And it's like, yeah, I got it. I love it. Give me more of it. So it's, it's one of those cool things that I do. I do love. I don't mind it pushing just a smidge outside of the bounds of reality, but don't go over the top. And I, I think that that's one of the things that, I mean, 
even with Yoma Shipeta, which yeah, I, you can see where it's grounded in reality, but you you know you know you these this guy's doing this, and it's probably not realistic. But his, I'll go. His with it. face is out in front of the, shirt, the, <laughs> the front wheel. Yeah, that that did kind of push it a little bit too far for me. Right? <laughs> Um, let's see here. Simon Ball also says, if another studio announced that they would do a Fate Stay Night route, but it wasn't Ufootable, uh, would you be happy, or do you want only Ufootable to touch the Fate series? I, I think all you really have left is then redo to redo the Fate arc, um, because technically Ufootable is done, Unlimited Blade Works are doing, uh, they did it at zero, they're, they're doing Heaven's Fill, so all you really have to do, have is to them to redo Fate, which I would really love them to do. Yeah, I, I would love a redo of that. Uh, but if if the question is, is if another studio would do the Fate route again, maybe possibly, I don't mind. Um, yeah, I would love it for it to be a footable because they've shown that they have, uh, they can pull the budget and they can pull the resources to do something that has incredible sound and visuals for the impactful fights. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to be against if another studio can pull those resources and pull that that strength. I think all studios have the potential to do something really fantastic. I think Ufootable has some really cool technologies that they're employing. But I think all studios have the capability and potential to be as good as Ufootable with their visuals and combat without while hiding the CG, even though they screw up with like the skeleton things and dragons and Zysteria. So I, I'm not against any other studio doing it. At the same time, I'm more apt for them to do it. Um, another studio that would probably would be... I would love to see Shaft do a fade arc. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think I think Wit Studio could pull it off. Um, they would probably put a really cool design... Uh, Mappa would be great because they could probably do some really cool artwork with it. I was going to say Mappa. Um, like Mappa I said, any, any studio... I could see White Fox pulling it off. But see, White Fox is another one of those studios that's, again, I guess it goes back to the point I was already making, which if they can pull the budget for it, they can do it too. But at the same time, what White Fox has screwed up before. So, but all studios have the potential and potential to screw up as well. So, I mean, even Ufootable has its its issues. Even even at the end of the day, we give them, I mean, it's something I was writing up in my outline for the studio itself. It's like, at the end of the day... Ufootable has done some not so impressive work alongside their stuff with an incredible budget. So, unlimited budget works, as the people like to joke about. Uh, see, huh? have you seen the Air movie by Toei Animation or Canon 2002? I've watched the Air movie. It was bad. I want to say I want to say I watched it or I started it and avoided it like the plague because <laughs> Andrew told me it was bad. So. I walk in and go, "No, Chris, don't <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hit the remote button." Yeah, Air TV was a issue. If I, I get that one and the Clenad movie mixed up, but I think specifically for the Air TV, the big issue they had with that one is the impactful emotional parts of that story towards the end there, if you watch their TV, all still pans. I don't know what the hell happened there, but they ruined that entire impactful ordeal with stills, and it angered me, but I was happy because I had the show anyways. Canon 2002 I've not watched. Um, I think I avoided it because of the art style, but 
that was at the time. So I don't know. Uh, you, you cannot know. Yes, no. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, have you? Da, 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 da. If you had exactly enough time to finish one anime, which one would it be? Also, if you and Chris watched an anime together, you will have double the amount of free time to watch a series. I am confused. The question: If you had exactly enough time to finish one anime, which one would it be? Yeah, basically, somebody's going to is standing there going, "Finish one anime, and uh, afterwards, I'll shoot you." Oh, I thought it was like a thing. Of, one piece. You get time stop for one show. What would you watch? And then you I get have to, enough I get time to, to watch I get it. to watch in the entire show of One Piece, and then somebody shoots shoots me in the head. You, I, you get plenty of time to work with. So, yeah, I, I guess I go with One Piece. No, I, if it was like, yeah, a case like that where it's your last one, um, it would not be One Piece. <laughs> It even would though, be something that I get, would... Even though you get 450 hours worth of life afterwards? No, you're sitting there watching that. It's not like you're going to go out to play or anything. <laughs> or you, you're probably not going to get food. I don't think he's going to go, well, I'll go eat you to a pizza, keep watching your show. You need to get up and stand, you need to stretch. No, he's going to make you watch it. And in that case, I'm going to watch something that is going to be... I'm going to watch Clannad so I can get the person that's going to shoot me to cry, and then I can grab the gun from him. <laughs> No, I, I would, I would definitely watch, watch something that would be so that he gets a headache and then I can knock him out. <laughs> Make it stop! And he shoots himself. <laughs> this got real dark. <laughs> no, I'd, 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 I'd go for something that I know I'm going to enjoy, and not to say that One Piece is I'm not going to enjoy it. I just have not watched it to know if I'm going to enjoy it. I would watch something that I really thoroughly enjoy to make it for that last one and. I would be more apt to like the Monogatari series, actually, so I would probably throw that one on. But if it's some case where you just get the time to do something, like somebody's going to stop time for you so you can watch through an entire show, and then time will resume, and then you go about your life, so it's just giving you that completion, I would go with One Piece. That way I could just finally, yeah, have that knocked out. I don't have to worry about the time consumption it's going to be. I get the plenty of time to watch all the way through that. Um... For all the Gundams, that would be that'd be cool too, because we're struggling to watch through all that right now, fitting into our schedule. Next one's kind of difficult. Which character is best, bro? That's a difficult one. Yeah. Oh, the, the specifically, I would say, uh, oh, best bro of overall. I thought he was actually saying between Sonokawa and uh, Sonokawa from My Love Story and Soa from Orange. Uh, he says those other ones are awesome. Hey, he says, and, and they're, they're, those are pretty good, pretty awesome awesome ones and it's like trying to think of one uh, i didn't think i, I mean, actually had to w- think of one <laughs> exactly that's that's the thing it's like wow krillin's a pretty cool bro he him <laughs> and goku's been through a lot vegeta <laughs> i'm always no. gonna go with vegeta if you break he's up not Dragon a cool Ball, bro he is an awesome bro he's, he's not like, even a bro he's like the, he hates he's like, you he's like no, the, he's like exactly, that uncle but he's, he's that he's uncle the, that hates you he's the antagonistic bro you he, know he's like he, no. he's cool and he's like but he's got a heart of gold deep down inside you you gotta just know him the way that 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 he's that, that goku he's does he just that knows him everybody he's an just uncle knows that him hates. deep down he, you invite him to every he gets invited somehow to every reunion <laughs> even though you don't send him an invitation he just comes with somebody else and you're like oh it's that guy he's here he's probably gonna deep belt down really he's loud. a teddy bear even though he's grumpy outside he's probably gonna make a kid cry at some point it's gonna get really <laughs> awkward 
Everybody misunderstands him. No, I'm I'm totally on board with 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 Vegeta. No, no. Um, and plus he can hold his own in a in a fight. I mean, no matter how you look at it, he got you back. He does not have your back. He wants to kill you. <laughs> Why are we getting wrong here? He doesn't want to kill you. He just wants to be your rival forever. He hates everybody. I I, I can't really think of any other ones off the top of my head. I, I'd probably Krillin, I guess. I, I, I can definitely agree with you. I definitely like uh, Soa, but more than just as a bro. I mean, he's like, he's that guy in the future and that's what's tearing me up with that show because he's just so cool son of kawa i really liked him when i watched uh, my love story he was one of the one of the few things i really liked about that show so i could definitely agree there too uh is there a show you've seen so many times that you can play out every everything they say in your head <laughs> <laughs> that you, it's like you have not listened to us at all. I have obviously not. <laughs> that you really want to rewatch, but you know wouldn't be as fun because you can predict everything that's going to happen. No, because it's, it's never. Ha- that's not a problem at all in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, if, if you haven't heard us say it fifty million times, we can pretty much say the entire first episode of Tenchi Moyo, and it doesn't bother us at all. Tenchi, Twister, um, <laughs> Kung Fu. A lot of what happens in Klonod, I can pretty much. Uh, have play out in my head easily, like the dribble, shoot, yay, oof, kind of whole scenes and stuff with with Fuka. And I think even in a case where it's something more story related, not really antics and interactions, I think it doesn't really bother me either because then it usually gives you the time to kind of really dig through it. Like I would really love to go back through and watch all of the Monogatari series after we finish it, just because. There's so much to unpack there. I, we're going back to a previous discussion, but I don't find a problem with rewatching them if I can get the time to do it. <laughs> uh, let's see. And the last one Simi Bolt has. Whew, we went through it all. What anime would you like to see with the same art as Princess Kaguya, but with not with the same character designs? Ooh. An art piece show. Katanagatari, <laughs> but I like Katanagatari in the art form that it is. But so it would be in like an addition, another rendition of it. Mishishi would be awesome, like that. Yeah. Well, Mishishi's already bordering on that, though. I that's what I mean. See... I mean, it, as a parallel with it, I mean, still having the original artwork, but having it taken another direction. Like I can list a bunch of shows that were done bad that I can think would be great to be done again, just to be done again. <laughs> but like the original Fate uh, Dean version, that'd be great. But I want to see. I want to see um, Outbreak Company done like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but I mean, no, come on! I, I no, just give it an artistic don't flair. Ruin my cute character. Oh, I guess he just had to say he doesn't have to be the same character designs. Don't touch my outbreak company. That would be weird in that but art. But see, I mean, think about it. What what other shows can you think of off I the top of your head? I think it's something that's decently you artsy or action I'm thinking along the lines of something that's more kind of an artistic type piece. And, and Outbreak Company, to me, kind of felt like that. Even though, yeah, it had a lot of cute scene in it, it also had a lot of uh, artistic flair to it. It's, it's subject matter that kind of felt that it should be done like that. Um, I, I still think, I think the comedy aspect is the only thing that would kind of lean itself away from that. Um, eccentric family is the same way. I think that's an art artsy type piece. And I would want to see that in an artsy type feel. 
Um, I, I can see eccentric family, but not Topper Company. But that's that's my take. Mayo, um, or or um, uh, Spice and Wolf. Could you see those doing that? I mean, no matter how you look at it. it you're talking about vastly different. What what would you need to have to get something like that and, and make it available? I mean, just because it's a comedy doesn't automatically mean it, it doesn't, doesn't get that. I see those shows as kind of artsy. Gotcha Man Crowds. Eh, bordering because it's more of an action-y type show, but it would still be something I would see more of it as an artsy piece. Yeah, I can't, can't agree, but... Uh, uh, Yurikuma Rashi would be pretty cool like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd see something that'd be more in the realm of being full on. That's what they're going for. Or something with a uh, symbolism and or, or uh, something that would stray away from comedy. I just don't see something comedy working very well in that. I guess it's my thing. I can't see it because uh, all I'm seeing is Prince of Kaguya, and I'm seeing him walk in and say. Uh, uh, here's this harem video game and start laughing and then, in the middle of the classroom and, and that art style doesn't work for me. Exactly, that's what I mean. Because of the fact that it's a comedy, but at the same time, think about some of the other type scenes where you've got more heavier themes going on in that show. I can see the artwork working really well for those pieces. Those yeah, parts. but that's... that's I, I agree that it has a lot of that content in it, but that's like two full episodes worth of content out of that entire show that was fun and colorful and cutesy and goofy kind of thing is, is my thing. That's and, and that's why I'm agreeing with you. I when I even when I first said it, I was I was like I'm he- hesitant in saying this, but at the same time, I want to see something artsy using that artsy feel. Yeah, I agree. It, 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 it's Mayu's probably... Would be a, Mayu, uh, Mayu would definitely fit yeah. that realm. I, that is all in Simibolt's little parade of questions, which was awesome. Thanks for all those questions. Uh, we have tons more, though, because we have some from Star K and a lot of others that have, have definitely heed the call. Definitely keep them coming in, um, but that's all that we're going to do for this episode. Uh, so we're actually going to have some left over for another episode. Um, we hope you guys enjoy these questions. Um, I do want to wrap things up with some uh, feedback that we got. We did finally get an iTunes review pop up uh, from a JMSMM92. Uh, five stars said, help me get into anime. Well, that's, that's all we need right there. We've got somebody in anime. That's all. Oh, hey, hey, there's some more here. I guess I can read the rest of this. Uh, says, while I grew up watching many anime shows on uh, Toonami... I had a hard time finding shows outside of typical television. This podcast not only helped me find great shows uh, to watch, as well as explains the cultural reasons as why anime characters act the way they do compared to those in American shows. Uh, Can't suggest this podcast enough for those who are new to anime and for those who have enjoyed the genre for a long time. Uh, Thanks so much for that feedback. That's, uh, That's awesome. That's pretty much why we're here, and it justifies everything we do. So we're not just talking to ourselves. Yep. Uh, again, if you uh, definitely if you want to help support us, you can definitely go on iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just go on to Twitter and stuff and just tell other people about us. And we love when people do that. Uh, help support us to let people know so they can find us and they can share in the awesomeness that is the Otaku Spirit community and podcast and everything else. So uh, I think we have a watch along that is kicking up which is done by Neko on the forum. So if you go to... Penguin Drum. 
otakuspirit.com. Go to the form at the top link and go to the anime discussion forums. There's a watch-along thing at the very top in the announcement area, which just says watch-along penguin drum. Uh, Nick has, uh, I guess, apparently has done a voting and people have chosen to do penguin drum, which I would really love to jump in on that one. I really want to jump in on that one, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically what they do is it's kind of like a book club. Um, Nico does a regular voting. People vote for a show they want to go with, usually on a uh, particular type of uh, theme is the best word to put it. And then they vote for it, and right now it is Penguin Drum. So if you have not watched Penguin Drum, watching it for the first time, or you want to rewatch it and discuss as you watch through it, jump in on that thread and get to, get to go with it. I think they started on September 5th. They're going to start on September 5th. So if you're listening to this the day we post it, it's going to be on Monday. So you can jump in there. They're going to watch two episodes per day, and you can go in the thread as you watch it with them and post and discuss what you're watching. So... Definitely and that. There, that's a show that I could see having a lot of discussion. Yep, yep, yep. Everybody be nice. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, as the uh, season wraps up, I also want to make it a point to let everybody know, if you have forgotten to, uh, make sure to get your seasonal picks in, because technically we have like a month away before we're kicking off the fall season, uh, and with the fall season is going to be the conclusion of the year, and so... All of your winter 20, uh, 2016, all of your spring 2016, all of your what you think is going to be the summer 2016 best shows, worst shows, all that kind of stuff. Make sure to get your seasonal picks in um, so that you don't forget what they are by the time fall ends and we start doing our yearly uh, big best shows of 2016, worst shows of 2016, all that kind of jazz. So get your picks in there. That's all I got, though. We thank everybody for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed this this episode. Thanks again for all the great questions, all the ones that you guys have posted up there that we didn't get to. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys answering the call. If you guys have some other questions, definitely keep them coming. Keep posting them um, because it gives us a nice bank to work with when we do our discussionals and gets us keeping talking and stuff like that. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No. no? I'm mm-hmm. good to go. Again, we appreciate everybody for your support, uh, vocal support. Thanks for all our Patreon listeners who have supported us on Patreon. Uh, It means the world to us that people are supporting us through that. Uh, Again, you can find us at TalkySpirit.com. And we hope you guys enjoyed, and you all take care. Oos!